Welcome to season two of Soul Conversations, a podcast where two Korean adoptees uncover the heart and soul of what it means to be both Asian American and adopted through the sharing of adoptee stories. I'm Shanae. And I'm Benny. And this week, we are joined by fellow Korean adoptee Josh Bell and Sehun Park of Country Fried Kimchi. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. We're excited to have you. Why don't you each introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about how you came up with the idea for Country Fried Kimchi? Hi, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having us on. Was really excited whenever we got your invitation. So I think it was Christmas, I believe. Sometime around Christmas, I was just sitting at my family's house and I just had this idea. I was like, hey, I think it'd be kind of neat if we made this channel and you know, I'm an adoptee. Uh, I don't know anything about Korea and maybe it would be fun for me to kind of show me on this journey because I think there's other people um, that feel the same way. They just are maybe just uncomfortable reaching into it. And so if I could give them a little bit of comfort by saying, hey, look, I'm the same way. I don't know anything about this. Watch me fumble with these chopsticks. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and so, um, you know, I've known Sehun for a number of years. And so I just said, hey, let's start this channel. And he's like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's do it. So it's been a process, you know, uh, uh, making a YouTube channel was a lot, is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I, you know, I, I see all these people, content creators making this stuff. I'm like, that's pretty easy, man. <laughs> tons of respect for those guys. Cause it is not as easy as they make it seem. <laughs> yeah. I second that too. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> well, I'm looking at your YouTube channel right now and you, you both have really good thumbnails. That's what I hear. That's the, it's the big key thing, right? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> All that stuff. It's got to pop, you know? Yeah. We're trying, you know, we're we're learning every day and trying to figure out just kind of the direction and what it needs to look like. And, um, you know, I, I can be kind of picky, you know, um, say who helps me with this, kind of tries to keep me from being too picky and wanting everything to be perfect, want the audio to be perfect, want all this stuff. And uh, say who kind of tries to keep me grounded and saying, dude, it. It's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Let's just make the video. Yeah, just let it People go. Like it. Let Let's it do just things. Do it. And so me, I'm like, no, it has to be perfect. The sound has to be perfect. The video has to be perfect. Lighting has to be perfect. And uh, <laughs> it's tough. Hey, Josh, tell you, um how we came up with a name. Oh, I mean, I'm trying to figure out how I came up with the name. Just trying to brainstorm it. And, you know, kimchi being very representative of Korea and then, you know, countryfied. I've, I've grown up what you could call it in the country my whole life. Um, Sehun with Tennessee and now Southwest Missouri. And so I was like, Hey, yeah. Countryfied kimchi. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love countryfied steak too. So that's yeah. <laughs> Sehun. So uh, on the form that you filled out for us, you said just trying to help Josh out about educating Korean culture and customs. Can you tell our listeners your relationship with, with Josh and how you're helping him out? Well, Josh always told me that he knows zero, nothing about, you know, the Korean culture and, you know, like, especially when people like bow and then say hello to Josh and Josh really don't know what to do or how to react on that. So we just start with the uh, how to bow or how to say hello in uh, in Korean culture, you know. So typically we usually you know, bow each other because we don't know until you get to know each other, acquainted about your age and all that. 
So it's just better off to do, you know, bowing first and then you know, get to know each other and, and go from there. So that's, that's pretty much our you know, first video on YouTube as well. And trying to, you know, inform our viewers about how to, you know, say hello in Korean or how to bow or the culture, you know, so you don't feel awkward when someone does that too. Mm-hmm. And you grew up in Korea, correct? Yes, um, until I was 12. And then I moved to um, state of Tennessee, East Tennessee. Another thing I was interested in from you, Josh, you know, there's so many things that our guests have said that everyone is kind of on a different spectrum of discovering or wanting to learn more about their Korean heritage as a transnational Korean adoptee. What made you settle on food? I love to eat. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I love trying new foods, um, especially from different cultures. I just think it's uh, it's it's really neat how just as a human race, we, we can all just kind of come together through food. So I have a big appreciation. You know, if you put it in front of me, I'll probably try it. I may not like it, but I can appreciate it, especially if it if it has um, like deep ties to a culture. But again, I, I just thought, uh, especially with food, people might think it's funny, especially uh, if we start trying, you know, really more exotic things or things like that, uh, which reminds me, say, we, we probably need to do another video of us eating those really hot noodles like we did that last time. He, yeah, the uh, spicy <laughs> noodle challenge. It was probably last summer, <laughs> last summer or last fall, he he gave us these like really spicy like ramen noodles uh, and me and my wife ate them and I I took one bite and just just immediately sweat, just pouring down my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so hot, but uh, I mean, I I just think that there's so I mean, food is so tied to a culture, and um, I mean, my knowledge of Korean food was essentially you know kimchi, rice, bulgogi. And that's about it. And, and I, soju, I, man, don't forget soju. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that at the time. And so it was. And so now it's like. I mean, there's. I know there's so much more than that. And so that's why food. Sehun, what does you. it mean to you as a Korean to help Josh, you know, learn more about the Korean culture and specifically the food? Uh, I mean. Josh knows this, even though he denied it for the longest time in his life. But eventually, he wants to know at the end. He wants to know about Korea. He wants to know where he's from, his heritage, his roots. So it's such an honor for me to help him out throughout mm-hmm. the way. And, and then, I mean, think about how many people you can actually find actual Korean living in the United States that knows both cultures you know so josh and i can always you know teach each other you know i still learning about you know different states culture because like when i went to idaho they didn't know anything about sweet tea like what's sweet tea and the culture is very different you know state by state like Mm -hmm. in tennessee or in the south in midwest when you have eye contact when you walk around on the street or something they say hello you know or they nod to you but in Idaho West Coast, they don't care. Like, mm-hmm. it was very awkward to me to not do that. Like, so when I say hello, hi, they're like, what are you doing? And they just walk <laughs> away. It, it's the same country, you know? It just, yeah. But it was still different. 
So I bet Josh was having, you know, questions about, you know, about himself. And then I would do too, because, I mean, he grew up with, you know, white folks and completely he's not white based on his, you know, looks and all that. So I think to me, it, it was my duty. It, I, I thought I have to do this for him. And so that other Korean adapters will, you know, be more brave. And then maybe in the future they can ask for help. Um, maybe, maybe they would have friends like me near them and say, Hey, can you teach about, you know, Korea start, let's start with food or let's mm-hmm. start with saying hello, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, uh, fortunate for me to do that. Josh, we dove right into your YouTube channel, but do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and your journey? Yeah. It, it took me a very long time to really accept that I was Asian and just like um, I've heard other guests on your show kind of say the same thing. And and Benny, like your story, it was like, man, this is so weird. I'm hearing myself talk. I've never heard anybody say the exact same things that I've said and that I felt and that I've thought. And so it was just very, it was a very strange feeling. And I had it on in my car driving to work. I'm like, this is, this is, this is the weirdest thing. But, um, you know, like I said, I've, I've never really, met anybody like that. So yeah, it took me a really long time to even accept the fact that I was Asian or even to like be okay uh, with the fact that I was Asian. I would push away anything that was Asian. You know, I'm not a very big guy. Uh, about 5'3 in high school, I was, you know, I was, you know, about 125 pounds, but I played football. Shouldn't have played football, but that was probably <laughs> the, one of the dumbest things I could have done. But I wanted to play American football because that's what you do. You play American football, you know, should have played soccer, any other sport, but football. (laughs) But that, I mean, that's, I mean, looking back now, when when I got older, I kind of look back on it. I'm like, man, I think that was me just trying to just be a typical white American kid, you know? And one of the things I, I was really good at was Taekwondo. That's probably the one thing that I've undertaken in my life that I just absolutely excelled at, but I chose football over it. You know, I couldn't do both mm-hmm. because of the time. Um, I chose football because I, that's, that's what you do. If you're an American, you do football, you don't do Taekwondo. And I just, I was embarrassed that I was good at it because of the, Oh, mm. of course you're, you're Asian. All Asians are good at karate. It's like, Oh, it's just you know, karate's <laughs> Japanese. True, this Japanese, <laughs> it's like, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's Japanese. At least get it right, you know. But I, mm-hmm. I would get kind of, I, I don't even, I, I don't consider that it was bullying necessarily. But I would, I was kind of embarrassed that I was good at it, and so, mm-hmm. um, I chose football, and uh, getting to college, uh, showing up at college, and there was uh, an Asian American Pacific Islander organization. I wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. "Nope, I do. I do not want to be. A, I do not want to be a part of it. Yeah. I want to stay far, far away from it." And I remember there was one time I had to go like help out at their annual banquet. I like hid in the corner. <laughs> I was like, "I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anybody to talk to me." Um, and kind of the premise of our first video with the bowing. One thing I told him is like, well, every time someone Asian sees me, they bow. I don't know how to do it. I don't know why. Is it a certain, like that was the most uncomfortable thing because I would extend my hand. Like, can I shake your hand instead? I don't know. 
I don't know anything about what this is. And so, um, but yeah, it was probably not until my late, late twenties where I, I finally started to be okay and really started to come to terms and really started to allow myself to kind of do this like internal dive into like, okay, I'm from Korea. I am Asian. How is this affecting me throughout my entire life? And, and there were, there were many instances that I could pinpoint. I'm like, Oh, that's because I was Asian. My wife is Caucasian. I mean, I didn't know any other Asian girls. I didn't, I don't remember seeing any of them until I got to college, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And so there's another instance, but yeah, I think I started that when I was 28. Um, I'm 34 now. And so it's been, man, it's been like a six year, just internal journey of trying to just figure it out. I still have a long way to go for sure, but it's been good. What were the drivers or the driver to have you start exploring more of your Korean heritage and being more accepting and celebrating that large part of your identity? Oh, wow. I think it's just, um, you know, as you get older, you just start becoming more comfortable with yourself, more comfortable with who you are. Like I said, I, I'm five, three, I'm not tall. And, um, you know, obviously when I was a teenager, very, very self-conscious about it. Um, the girls don't typically find the five, three Asian kid, very, very attractive, <laughs> but you know, I was able to get over that pretty quick, you know, being short doesn't bother me anymore. I don't really care. And so I think it's just getting older, becoming more mature, um, just more comfortable with, with who I am and saying, okay, I'm okay with this now. I don't care if you're going to make fun of me for it. And people don't, um, especially now that you're older, people are generally more mature. But I think that's been a major part of it is just, you know, getting older. Yeah. And you said on conversation earlier, your parents were in the army and you were raised in Texas originally? That's correct. Yes. That's correct. How long were you in Texas? Uh, I was in Texas for probably eight or nine years um, from the time I was like maybe four or five um, till I was in seventh or eighth grade. Now you're both in Missouri. What's it like living in Missouri? I've been there a few times. I know it's very hot, very humid. And I also know there's not a lot of Koreans there <laughs> in my in my experience. But uh, just interested in hearing both of you, Sehun, your experiences being Korean and Josh being a, an adoptee, both your experience living in that type of area where maybe you don't see a lot of other people that look like yourselves. Um, typically, you know, the Korean society that in Springfield area, it's more like immigrants that used to live in Korea and now they're in Springfield. Typically, there used to be teachers, lawyers, office workers, and they just looking for American dream. And then a lot of folks in Springfield area, they usually have restaurants, but not many people have Korean restaurants. They usually do either a Japanese or a Chinese restaurant. We even have Brazilian steakhouse owned by Korean people in Springfield, which is <laughs> kind of crazy. But like I said, it's it's that first generation that moved here. And then those folks' kids are all grown up and they all left. And it's kind of a dying community right now because people are getting older. Um, they're retiring, so they're moving to different states especially like in Texas, Florida, California, or even back to Korea, because, you know, all their um, children are, you know, gone and they have their own lives now. That's how I see it. And Springfield is one of the um, actually 
big community, uh, Korean community in Missouri because I know people from, you know, UMKC or Mizzou come down to check out the Korean restaurants and Korean market in Springfield. And isn't it odd? Like, even people from St. Louis will come down to Springfield and shop. That's interesting that you said that a lot of the Koreans don't own Korean restaurants. Is there a particular reason why you think that instead of opening a Korean restaurant, they open things like Brazilian steakhouses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you look at the business standpoint, it makes sense because you know how Korean foods, you have so many side dishes with one rice and one entree. Um so input output, you have to think about the business aspect of it. You will spend a lot of money to sell one food. So typically they stay away from opening Korean restaurant. And then back in the day, people didn't know what Korean food was. They like like what Josh said, kimchi and rice. Maybe that's about it. Maybe bibimbap if they, you know, visited Korea and then they had experienced some type of Korean food. But now, you know, the TV, media, you know, social media, all, you know, Korean foods are very exposed more than ever, ever. I mean, it's not that hard to find any type of Korean food on Instagram. So I think things are changing. Um, we do have Korean barbecue uh, restaurant just opened a couple of years ago. It's all you can eat. It's pretty nice. And they have soju bar. So you can try, you know, different you know, flavors of soju and they have soju cocktails. It's pretty neat and pricey, but it's definitely a date place. You know, people with, you know, couples and, you know, you want to have a good night out. And Josh, how is your experience living in Missouri? Well, for most of my life, I only knew one other Korean, um, went to high school with him. He was adopted as well. He, I, I guess it's not true. I only know him. He had an older brother who was also adopted, but they were not biologically related. They were only related by adoption. So we knew each other. We knew we were adopted. We were the we were the Korean kids in school. Um, everybody knew who we were. I was uh, pretty popular in high school only because I was the Korean kid. <laughs> so uh, people knew like who I was, and so you know it wasn't until I I got to college that like I got to see other a, a large number of other Asians, but I usually tried to avoid them <laughs> because I didn't, um, there, there, there's a few times that it, it did happen. They would come up and, um, uh, Missouri state has a very, uh, they, we have a sister campus, uh, in China. And so there's a huge exchange program. And so there's a large number of Chinese students. Yeah. More than one occasion they'd come up, they would bow and start talking to me. And I just kind of look at them and be like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what you're saying. I'm sorry. I do remember, I, th I think I was a freshman in college. I'm sitting in the student union with a friend of mine and we're just talking and these two girls walk up and they were doing a survey for class. And uh, they asked me specifically, like, uh, would you like to, to do a survey on what it's like, like moving to this country and going to school and this, that, and the other. I'm like, uh, I, I'm uh I'm from like an hour away from here, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to be much help. But um, <laughs> and so, I mean, it, I mean, you know, th I'll be honest, those experiences were few and far between, but they did happen occasionally. I'm just like, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be much help <laughs> to you. But uh, yeah, I mean, most places 
that I go, I'm usually the only Asian guy in the vicinity. And so it's just something I kind of kind of got used to, which again, I think is early on, as I mentioned earlier, what, what kind of fed to, to this, I don't want to be Asian. I don't want to stand out. I don't want to, I don't want people to automatically tell that I'm different. I don't want to be different. I want to look like everybody else. But then at the same time, I don't want to go to a place where I look like everybody else because I'm really uncomfortable. So there's this, there's this kind of like, which world do I belong in? Do I belong in this in this Caucasian world? Well, not really, because I look different, but I don't really belong in the Asian world because I know nothing about it. I can't speak, I can't speak the language. I don't know the customs and the culture. And so you're kind of like stuck in this weird like limbo between both worlds. Um, which again, from like all of your guests and you guys have said the same thing. And so it's just, uh, like I said, it's just refreshing to hear other people say the same things is very reassuring. Sehun, was Josh the first Korean adoptee that you've, you'd met? No, I, I have met other adaptees or um, people who grew up in the United States when, you're, when they're born. So, so they're pretty much American. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of the old days when Koreans immigrated to the United States, they're like, don't speak Korean, just speak English because mm-hmm. you have to blend in. And then they, the parents didn't want their kids to be yelled at or be ridiculed um, because they just look different. You know, they're not white, but they're Asian. And if they don't know how to speak English, they were just mocked all the time. Yeah, I mean, Josh wasn't the first. And I, di- I did have many encounters with other adaptives or the true Korean American that didn't know or don't know much about South Korea. So you have a unique perspective because you were born and raised in Korea. You are now living in the United States. From your perspective, what has your experience been with other Korean adoptees and people that were born and raised in Korea and lived there for many, many years? Um... I mean, to me, they're still Korean, you know, just because they are adapted and they were never exposed to, you know, Korean culture. I still believe, you know, no matter what, it's in their blood. Eventually, they'll figure out where they want to know about their heritage, their roots. So very interesting and trying to be helpful in any way I can. I was the kid in high school where, you know, I guess, I guess you guys all went through high schools in the United States. You know, there was always a group, you know, during lunchtime. The, the, the rich ones, the popular ones, the, the emos, uh, the gothics, you know, the Koreans, the Chinese, Japanese, all separated, you know. But me, I was just going around like a cloud, you know, every day, you know, trying to meet different people every day. So... I mean, that, that was kind of like me being on a survival mode. I came here when I was 12, and I didn't even speak any English at the time. When people said, what's up? I just looked up and, you know, like looking for ceiling or sky. <laughs> but so I remember this Welsh guy um, say, what's up? And then I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, he's like, oh, no, 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 it means hello. It was so, like, I mean, how pathetic was that, you know, me trying to come into the United States, trying to learn English and didn't even know what's up because you don't 
learned in it on a textbook in Korea. You know, how do you do? How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. And you, like, just very formal, you know, text, textbook you know, example of speaking English. So that's why you shouldn't learn English in Korea. You should go somewhere else. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm always looking for opportunities to, you know, teach, you know, my heritage, our heritage, our culture, you know, me being South Korean, I think it's very unique. And I'm very proud of the first thing they asked me is, are you from North or South? You know, that was back in the day, you know, people weren't really <laughs> yeah. still ask you know, that. educated. Yes. Everybody asked that. Small town in Tennessee. Like everyone's like, you know, country people. They just don't get it. Everyone uh, asked that question. I'm just like, <laughs> they all have to do it. I, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> like if I say North, are you going to like call on cops on me? Like, what's the point of asking me that question? But, <laughs> yeah. So it's a little things. They call it microaggression, you know, trying to like, where are you from? But where, where actually are you from? Like, if you say I'm from San Francisco, you probably grew up in San Francisco, even though you look Asian. And they're like, I mean, like, where are you from? Like, not from San Francisco. You don't look like you're from San Francisco. Yep. But that's the example, you know. Yep. Um, I had a lot of questions like that um, while growing up in the United States. But I got used to it. And I got, you know, my skin got thicker and thicker. And then when they just asked me, like, silly questions like that, I'm like, haha, whatever. And they just answer them with, you know, the, the jokes. And, yeah, I'm from North. What are you going to do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so. I got to the point, even now, like if somebody asks where I'm from, I know what they're asking. They just don't ask it, but I'll purposely not give them the answer that they want just because I'm like, <laughs> what does it matter? Yeah. That's exactly. a, and I, I mean, there's times where, you know, if I, if I sense that they're just generally trying to be curious, but you know, where are you from? Or if they ask that in that way, I'm usually pretty gracious about it. But if they ask, what are you? And I'm like, I'm the human being, I think. I don't know. Last time I checked. <laughs> I feel like it depends upon who's asking, too. Like, I feel like when I get asked generally by, I should say, like, senior citizens or, like, a much older generation, it's usually like, oh, what are you? Or, like, where are you? Oh, no, really, dear. Where are you from? That then I, I maybe am a little bit more patient and will – Say, oh, you know, oh, I'm adopted from South Korea. and But there is still that tone of annoyance <laughs> in my answer. But if it's somebody who's like my own age or younger, then I do the same thing as you, Josh. I'm kind of like, I'm not going to give you the answer that you're looking for. Like, just, you know, stop. For sure. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's just, I, and even now, like me, when I meet other Asians, like I just, I don't typically ask that question, especially when I first meet them. It's like, well, let's. You know, I, let's get to know each other first before I just come out and be like, what are, you know, what are you, where are you from? And, and all this other stuff. I just feel it's so just personal and upfront almost. But I think a, a lot of the reason too, it, you know, when I explain, if I tell them I'm from Korea and then they see my parents and then there's this puzzled look on their face. And then I got to go into this huge, long story about how I'm, and how I'm adopted. I'm just like, I just, I don't have time for that. I don't feel like explaining my entire life to you. You feel like you have to explain your entire life to you. Shanae, I think you said that in like your story. You feel like you have to like spill everything yep. to these people. And it's like, I don't want to tell you my entire life story. I don't know you. <laughs> so I'm just going to like 
make you dance around this question for a while just because I'm tired of getting asked that question. Yeah, it's almost like you have to have like a just like a padfolio, just hand out flyers like, oh, if you ask this question, I'm just going to give you this flyer. You can read this and I'm, I'm going to do my own thing over here. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Here, like you can read this. Here's here's the the story of me. If you need, if you if you're curious, kind of thing. Like the adoptee yep. field guide. What is it like? The scientific like classification mm-hmm. guides. You know, if you yeah. want to know this answer, follow this line to the yes. next question. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. But I, I mean, I feel like, especially uh, in this country right now, like uh, any Asian gets gets those questions, and you know, oh, we yeah. all get kind of like lumped into the same same group <laughs> and it's like man we're very different which i'm i'm learning more about now is is you know you know every asian nationality is very different uh, which is a good thing so josh you're a father um and i'm curious as you have embarked on this journey and sort of learning more about your korean heritage what role if any does this journey for you play out in your kids' lives? And I mean, your wife too, I guess. I remember you were saying that Sehun brought both you and your wife spicy noodles. Does she partake in some of the eating challenges? Is she on board to learn about Korean culture and heritage just as much? Absolutely. Um, Man, you guys come up with really good questions. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that really pushed me to explore because obviously my son will be half Korean. I don't want him to be ashamed of it. I, I don't want him to try to hide it. I don't want to try to him to try to hide like who he is. But I also understand that in order to help him with that, I also need to come to terms with it myself. You know, if if I haven't explored it myself, if I'm not comfortable with it myself, then I, how can I teach him to be that? And so that's a big part of it. You know, we have him in Taekwondo now. He just, he tested and got, he got his white belt tonight. So that was a, that was was a, that was a pretty big deal about it. But I, I I don't want him to be embarrassed by that because he's, he's half Korean. It's a Korean martial art. You know, I, I purposely sought out Taekwondo because it is a Korean martial art. And I, I, I want him to be proud of that, but I can't teach him that if I'm not. And so I, that's, um, you know, when, when he was born, I think uh, that really just was the swift kick in the butt of like, Hey, you need to do this. You've been putting it off for way too long. My wife has been very gracious about it. She hasn't pushed at all. She'll ask questions and she's very interested in it as well. Yes, she will. She will eat the food. She loves the food. She loves bulgogi. Although Sehun had to shame her a few weeks ago because uh, he found out she was making bulgogi out of ground beef. Apparently, that's like a big no-no. <laughs> oh no, we do that too. Sometimes. If you make bulgogi taco, it's okay. But if you make bulgogi out of ground beef, what are you doing? Oh no! I know, I know. She's like eh. every time she makes it, she's like, "Don't tell Sehun I'm making this, but I'm making it." I'm gonna think of him now every time. We do it, I'm sorry, we have a newborn. We still have to do it, Sehun. So I, I, I get it. If it's for the taco, I get it. But other than that, mm-mm, mm. please don't. We still marinate it if it's worth anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's uh, you know she's. She's very encouraging about me getting back in touch with my culture. 
one of the main reasons is because it's, it's, it's also like in my past, uh, I put up walls with people, especially, you know, being adopted kind of come to this realization that I, I don't usually let myself get close to people. One thing I've struggled with my whole life is how do you explain adoption? What's the term? You know, I don't really like the term I was given up things like it just, it just has such an, and so that's one of the things I've struggled with is how do I explain that to people without it sounding super, super negative? Uh, because I don't know the whole story as to why. And so I don't want to automatically attach this like negative wording to it. But I do know that I have put up walls. I've put up armor. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Enneagram at all, but I'm an eight, very much so an eight. Um, and so I will put up walls with people, don't let people in. And uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's affected my marriage, but I, I definitely early on in a marriage didn't share with her anything about the adoption, how it affected my emotions, how it affected my my mental health. I wasn't even aware of, of how it was affecting my mental health because I didn't want to go there. And so, you know, I think it's really helped us get closer as I've explored these and have gotten more comfortable just like talking to her about things just with this last year with all these these attacks on Asian Americans being able to kind of talk to her about how that makes me feel because you know um, I'm not really sure because I haven't experienced that yet I know people that, that have but it's like I know I should feel a certain way but I don't feel it as much as I should or am I allowed to feel that because I'm I look Asian, but I'm, I'm not. And so, but it, it's been nice being able to talk to someone about it because I hadn't talked to anyone about it. Um, and you know, she's like, you should probably go see a therapist. I'm like, ah, I don't need that. She's right. But at the same time, it's like, man, that's, that's a big step. I'm not at that point yet. And that's okay. Yeah. Sehun, I'm curious because you still have family back in Korea. You went. Yeah. I'm the only one here right now. Um, I'm curious because Josh had brought up specifically the anti-Asian hate in the United States. Mm-hmm. Do you talk to them about it? Do they, I guess what's, what's the Korean perspective um, on what's yeah. happening here? So I remember this, do you guys remember the, the shooting incident at Virginia tech? Yes. It was a long yes. time ago. Yeah. And yeah. I was yeah. in high school and then all my friends and family called me the next day. Because I actually went there for a college visit a month before that happened. So I was very, like, shocked. Like, oh, wow. I just went there last month. Yeah. Um, but since then, I always knew, you know, there's always going to be, you know, any, you know, stuff that might happen with the guns. I knew it was going to happen. But, you know, it's like you will never think about it until it happens to you. It's like... You know, it's something that you would see on TV shows, on Netflix, that you would never think of. But then now, like, I see it every single day. and It's getting worse and worse, and we're just being targeted at this point. And when, you know, the uh, the shooting happened in Atlanta, like, that was, like, the most, the, the biggest news in this whole decade because, I mean, the guy actually went into the the create town or the Asian, you know, community and then just bang, bang, bang. So like, of course, my dad is always worried, you know, about the guns and, you know, me living in the United States by myself. 
but I always tell them it's it's okay. I mean, it could happen to anybody, not just you know Asian, but anybody that who were there. You know, it's such a tragedy, but yeah. But I always tell them it. You know, it'll be all right. Anything, not just shooting, but it, it could happen in Korea too. Like you, you can get stabbed. I mean, you can get accident anywhere. So just gotta hope that you know people more understanding and um, trying to be careful. You know, not to you know get in fight with anybody else. Um, I think the, the the key is I think understanding the others and then trying to respect where they're from and their backgrounds and then. If you can do that, I think will kind of prevent the folder uh, further any like damages or any um, accidents in the future. Josh, you mentioned um, you weren't able to go this year, or I think maybe last year due to the pandemic. But you are interested in going back to Korea. I'm always interested in knowing people's motivations. Some people are looking to find some things. Some people are just there to, you know, just experience everything naturally or organically. Are you looking to get to Korea sometime in the future? And is say whom going to be coming along with you? Is he going to be there, <laughs> giving you, giving you guidance on all these things? Absolutely. Um, hopefully, I can go next summer again. Um, but yeah, I you know. Absolutely. Sehun is the one that's been pushing me to go. He's like, man, we need to go back to Korea. I got you, man. You can stay with me. We're going to go around. We're going to tear it up. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, well, I mean, you know, uh, one thing he's taught me is that the the soju is very important to their culture. It's like, man, before I go, I'm going to really is, man. You got to know gonna, how to drink. I'm going to. I'm gonna need a need a month of training if if that's how it's gonna be. I need to like prepare myself for that uh, because uh, I've been out of college a long time. Uh, so it's uh, I'm out, no no no. I'm no. out of so I'm, Korean I'm, drinking. I'm out of it's not like oh my god, I like, get drunk. It's not like how you drink <laughs> like Americans. It's like you gotta have conversation. You're gonna eat while you know while that's you're good. drinking. I mean, you got you have to drink all night long. So. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I just think it's really neat. Whenever he he kind of showed me the the etiquette of drinking, I'm like, you guys have an etiquette on like how you drink. He's like, yes. I'm like, oh, I don't think we have that here in the states. You just you just drink it. <laughs> I, but uh, so, and so yeah. I I like I, you know I, as I've said earlier, I like learning about other cultures, and I really like when there's little little things like that that a culture does. I, I, I just think it's so neat, but yeah, well, whenever we go back, he's just gonna like, take me around, show me what Korea is like. You know, I, like I said, I've only seen it in pictures, you know, show me what it's like. Um, as far as searching for something, you know, maybe, um, maybe by then, um, I, I haven't put a lot of effort into locating my birth family. I think I've, I've corresponded with Eastern before, but I think things are getting lost lost in translation, you know, them trying to translate it to, to English, this, that, and the other. And, you know, Sehun, obviously he could translate, but it's just, I wasn't quite there yet. I, I wasn't quite ready to really dive deep into it because as, as many positive stories as you see, you see just as many negative stories. And so it's just getting to a point where, okay, I have to be prepared for it to go either way. And I have to be okay with that. But I do feel like for me, it's going to be very important to have just that closure of knowing one way or the other. 
like I said, there's some people who couldn't care less, but I, I think just for me, I will need that closure at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just for my own mental and emotional health. That makes a lot of sense. Sehun, if you go to Korea with Josh, what are the first three Korean foods that you want him to experience in Korea? Octopus, raw fish, <laughs> crab meat. <laughs> Josh, how do you feel about that? Man, so one of the things that when we go to sushi restaurants, the, the sashimi I cannot do. I just can't do it. Okay, so being from the Midwest, being from more of a, of, of a country area, I explained this to him. I said, we fry our fish here because we don't like the fish taste. But there's <laughs> that's so many That's ways why we fry it. And, Sahun, and it. Sahun says, well, in Korea, we love the fish taste. I'm like, see, that's going to be a problem because we, we, we drop it in fat to fry that out. <laughs> that's why you chase it with soju. Yes. <laughs> and so it's all planned out. You'd be okay. Like we'll go eat and, and sushi or something. And he'll just, I mean, he'll just be down in that raw fish. And I'm just like, Oh, I can, I just, <laughs> man, I, I don't know if I could do it, you know? Cause you know, I, I like to fish as well. When, when I catch the fish, it's like, man, this needs to be cooked. I, I could not just take a bite out of this fish and be like, Oh, this is delicious. No, nope. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, but when we go, I will do it. I will try it just because I, I want, to experience that. I, I, I think it'd be good for me to have that experience just to be like, again, the octopus. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that, man. That might be just, that's the line live octopus. That might be it. <laughs> One step at yeah. a time. But, but <laughs> yeah. actually when we get to go to Korea together, I think he needs to eat Korean chicken, Korean fried chicken mm-hmm. with beer. Mm-hmm. We call it chimek chicken and beer. Mekju mm-hmm. in beer like it's the best thing ever like even this summer i went back home and then i told my sister like nobody can beat this like even hmm. kfc popeyes it don't matter like korean fried chicken is the best okay so this is going to be an episode on country fried kimchi though right absolutely yeah, absolutely we'll do it absolutely yeah, we're gonna go live on this i'll record it we'll We'll put it up and be like, this is me trying to eat this Korean food as as a country Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to see you eat live octopus. That's what oh, I'm, man. That's what I'm gonna... <laughs> the head, the head is the best part. It's very nutritious part. Woo. The ink, <laughs> the brain, the gut. I mean, I guess I, I guess that's not I guess that's not too different for if you go down to Louisiana and you eat crawfish, they suck the heads out of that. You know, I've done that a couple times and it's, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) We covered a lot of things, but Josh and Sehun, um, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we kind of ask you the last question? It's been good just to being able to, to talk with other people. Um, you know, there's things that I've said and I've, I've seen you guys like nod, nod in agreement. And it's like, man, I, I, I've just never had that before. For me, I hope people like Josh will come out from their darkness and then be more opened up 
to their roots. I think it's the best thing ever for them to have inner peace. And then also, why not get to know where you're from? I mean, I mean, I want I would know if I you know didn't know about myself, then I wanted to find out what's about. So, and I just want to tell them, don't be afraid. And we have this uh, slogan for our channel. We never used it, but everybody needs a Korean friend. It's, it's our slogan for our YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I love, love that. that. Again, like this is like, this is us trying to get better, trying to figure out this YouTube thing. Like I said earlier, it's a lot harder than what I thought it was. Yeah. So trying to, trying to get, you know, like the intros, the outros and the slogan and all that down and like the editing. Um, there'll, there'll be times we'll film a video. I was like, Oh, I meant to do that. And then we'll go back and film. It's just, yeah. So we're trying to get better at it. <laughs> it's and a journey. Shanae and Benny, tell it's your listeners, do not use that. It's ours. They can't steal your slogan. They can't, they can't steal, steal the no. slogan. It's, ours. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's official now. We have a it's been said out loud. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Everyone. Uh well we appreciate that, Sihun. That's 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 really good insight. And um Josh, as you know, um this season we're we're really celebrating our Korean heritage and that huge part of our identity and our adoption stories. We also wanted to ask all of our guests, you know, you've been through a crazy journey, but very similar to a lot of other guests on our show going from a person who maybe shies away or doesn't really want to identify with their Korean heritage to now you're doing your own YouTube channel. You're trying to get back to Korea. You're raising the family. What do you want to tell our listeners about who Josh is today and what you're looking forward in the future and what you want to celebrate the most in your life? Wow. You know, Josh now is very different than Josh 20 years ago. It's just weird to be able to say that I can say 20 years ago and I can remember that. <laughs> I can feel, feel old, but I guess I'm becoming okay with being Korean. It's like, it's okay. I'm Korean. I'm a Korean American. You know, I think that is one of the neat things about this country is that when you come here and you put in the work, you're considered an American. You know, I, I don't think it's, it's like that in a, in a lot of other countries. You, you'll always be considered a foreigner. But I am a Korean American. I'm a father, um, and I'm just here sharing my journey to maybe help other people realize that hey, you're Korean. It's okay, no matter what anybody else said, no matter what those demons inside of you are telling you. It's okay, and there's more of us out here. And and I think that it's a really beautiful thing that we all share this common ground of. Now, all our stories are so similar and we all just want to help each other. It's like, Hey, we're all here. Come talk to us. And that's something that I didn't do something that, that I didn't want. And I know that it may take some people time just like it did me. And you know what? That's okay. It takes time when you're ready. We will be here. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Yes. And when you both go back to Korea, let me know. Maybe I'll get a plane ticket. Fly Absolutely. with you. I don't know if oh, I'm no. going to try the octopus, but uh, I'll, I'll come out and drink with you all. Yeah, man. Let's go, Benny. Let's go. <laughs> Shanae, you too. I know. Let's go. I'll make you karaoke too. Oh, man. Oh, I'd have to be real drunk to do karaoke. 
I'm the same way. (laughs) I'm the same way. That's one thing. When I, when he tells me that karaoke is so big, I'm like, oh, oh, that's like one of my biggest fears is getting up in front of a crowd and singing like, but Korean karaoke is actually private. It doesn't matter. I'm still getting up in front of people. So, yeah, everybody else. <laughs> what do you mean in front of people? It's just really you and I. That's too, it. So I think exactly. exactly. Maybe, exactly. maybe Benny and Sinead. That's it. Yeah. Four people. That's it. Let's go. Hey, it sounds like a challenge. <laughs> saying you just got to get them both really drunk. That's no, right. no. All of you need to be really drunk. All of so just, uh, everybody that else. Better I don't have to be drunk. What are you oh, talking about? Man. We we we've gone out to karaoke bars here in Springfield, and man, Sehun's all about it. Man, yeah, man. he gets up there. His stage name is Patty for some reason but <laughs> patty he, yeah, man. patrick patty yeah yeah people can uh, say say who's right bad people can't say say, say what is patty, what's your name he is what? he is all he is all about it <laughs> say who and what's your go-to karaoke song boys to men end of the road <laughs> yeah. that's right baby r&b all the way <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally down let's do it let's totally go. let's go Thank you all for listening, and you can follow Josh and Sehun on Instagram at Country Fried Kimchi and at Parkit865. You can also check out their YouTube channel, Country Fried Kimchi. As always, follow us on Instagram at Soul Conversations. Check out our website, www.soulconversationspodcast.com, and feel free to send us an email at soulconversationspodcast at gmail.com. Have a wonderful week, and we will catch you all on our next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.